0: For a time that we have left today, I, I want to talk about some practical ways that we can respond to this idea of compassion. But before we do that, uh, I want to let you know uh, two things. One, when we, th- when we speak about compassion and reaching out to people in our community— not only in our city, but across the world, who who are we trying to reach out to? And then I also wanna celebrate some things that God has been doing through uh, CityServe and through local outreach here in Fort Smith and all across the state. As you can see on the screens, these are biblical uh, areas that God has asked us to care about. Every one of these is associated with a verse from the Bible and it's like, hey, these are people, often underserved people in our community that we need to care for, that we need to pray for, that we need to take care of. Uh, in, in 2022, so far, through CityServe, NLC Outreach, 53,000 people have been impacted. Uh, 588 prayers for salvation, 369 baptisms. Uh, they've, we've prayed for almost 13,000 people across the state of Arkansas this year, uh, 5,700 hours of volunteer serving, and then almost 8.6, a little over $8.6 million distributed uh, across, the, uh, across the state of Arkansas this year through CityServe. Come on, let's, let's give God some praise for that. That's amazing to be a part of. And so today... I believe that each and every one of us will have an opportunity to respond to this idea of compassion. and This is something that Brandon and I talk about quite a bit, honestly, Um, and it's this, is that every time we come together, every time that we hear God's word, every time that we're in God's presence, uh, our heart is that every single time we come in here, that we would be moved by God that we wouldn't just sit back and just kind of passively take in what's happening, but that when we leave, we're different than when we came in here. And it it doesn't have to be this big, kind of like big example or demonstration. It could be something small. It it could be filling out a prayer request. It it could be singing out a song. It it could be something as easy as just sitting in your seat and contemplating what's going on in your life. Maybe it's a, a simple prayer of repentance for something that you know has grieved the heart of God. I heard, I was talking to somebody earlier. It it could be something like you talking with your spouse or with your, your family about the message on your way home when you leave church. It could be big and it could be small, but the reality is, is that we believe that every single person, every fully devoted follower of Christ comes into God's word and his presence and are moved and have some sort of a response each and every time. And today, I'm telling you that all of us will have some sort of response to make. All of us. One of these will hit every single one of us today. I love in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11, it says, So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but it accomplishes what I desire, and it will achieve the purpose for which I sent it. I love that. I love that God sends His word out, and it accomplishes exactly what He wants it to do. God has never once had a sending problem. Have you ever been in the position where you you, you were sending a text message to somebody, and two weeks later you came back to text them again, and that message was still in there, and you never sent it? You ever been there? None of you. Okay, yeah. We all. Have been, somebody sent me a text the other day and I had to go back and read through the thread to figure out what they were talking about, right? <laughs> like, because they, they thought they had responded and they hadn't. And so I'm like, what are you? Oh, yeah, that's right, okay. I see." What you're saying. God has never had a sending problem. God never had bad reception, low Wi-Fi. He's been sending his word out and it always accomplishes what it's purposed to do. And so the question that I would ask to all of us today is, is, is how are you receiving God's word? How is your reception? We can teach several weeks on this familiar passage called the Parable of the Soils. We've done it often uh, throughout the years here, and it's all about the environment of receiving God's word. And so my challenge for you today is this, is to have an open heart, an open mind to what God would want to do and the response that he would have you take today. The first one, and this is one that everybody can do, all of us can pray. All of us can pray. And I know when I ask a group of people to pray, like I've, I've done ministry long enough, like I've been in groups and it's like, even in small groups, like, all right, who wants to pray for even the food? You're like, who wants to bless the food tonight? Everybody's like, looking, you know, they look around, it's like crickets in there, right? It's how it's always, but I know that when we think about praying or when somebody asks you to pray, there's maybe some uh, uncertainty about it. I don't know how to pray. I don't know the words to say. Maybe you're uncomfortable with it. A lot of anxiety can happen. I understand that. And so this morning, what I would like to do is to give you a prayer for our church. I'm just gonna walk you through a prayer. It's called the Prayer of Jabez. And our pastor, Pastor Rick, uh, his pastor came during prayer and fasting a few years ago. His name is Larry Stockstill, and he, he taught this. And uh, I was just thinking about it as, as I was praying over the service and uh, a simple way that we can pray for our church that I believe would make a lasting impact and would f- help us further the kingdom of God in our city, in our state, across the world. It comes from 1 Chronicles 4, verse 10. It says, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel. He says, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. In here, I, I see four different ways that we can pray for our church. The first one is that God provide. God provide. He, he says, that he asked God that you would bless me. And for us, we, we believe that God is calling us to do some things and we're praying that he would provide the way for us to be able to do them. Not only is this uh, obviously like a financial thing, like God, we need you to provide financially. We need you to provide leaders to be able to accomplish what we wanna do in this city. God, we, we need you to, to build us up emotionally and spiritually and physically to be able to accomplish everything that you have. God, provide so that we can do what you have called us to do. The second one is God build. He says, enlarge my territory. One of the core values of our church is that we believe in the value of a soul. We don't want to have a large church just to have a large church and like Brandon be like some famous pastor guy, <laughs> right? Like that also, he would hate that <laughs> so much. That, that's never been the vision and the intent. The the goal has always been that we wanna grow as a church because we wanna see people from the community, your friends and your family and your coworkers come into this place and experience the gospel and understand the love of God in their lives and be changed for all of eternity. That's why we wanna grow as a church because we believe in the value of a soul. We believe that people were created in God's image and they were created to have a relationship with him. And so when we pray, put, pray, God, build, enlarge what we're doing, it's, it's for his glory and it's for his kingdom. It's not to build something for us or for us to look good. It's so that God can be glorified and God, God can be worshiped for all that he is doing. The third thing is God be present. Another core value of our church is that we believe that the spirit of God is vital to everything that we do. We can do a lot of fun things. We can hang out. We can do all kinds of things. But if the presence of God isn't there, then we're missing out. We're missing the, the whole intent of us gathering. Because God's presence is vital in everything that we do. We only want to go where he is. We want to stay away from where he is not leading us. The, the last one is this. God, protect us. Protect us. We're, we're aware Uh, My my small group, we're going through Ephesians uh, this semester, and in chapter 6, it's very clear. It talks about the armor of God, but before it gets in there, it talks about that there are some things happening in the spiritual side of this world. There is a battle happening, that there is a real enemy that is out there. And that there is a spiritual war that is happening that we have to be aware of. And so we're praying, God, protect us from any kind of plan that the enemy might have against us. Protect us from any division or disunity within our body, within our church. God, protect us. It's a simple prayer. God, provide. God, build. God, be present. And God, protect. All of us today, we could take that step and be willing to pray for our church in this way. The second thing we could do is give. We can give. This is something that we talk about in part each and every week, the end of every service, because we believe that our our giving is is part of our worship to God. We're simply bringing back something that was already his in the first place. And we're so thankful for people here who who are so faithful to tie, to, to support us financially, to see God do Amazing things all throughout our church, state, even internationally. We're so thankful for that. But I want to be clear when we, when we speak about giving, especially about finances, because one of the biggest hurdles that people had for a long time is that they believed that the church just wanted their money. The church just wants my money. That was something that even when New Life Church first began, it was something that they were aware of. And that they built the church to to try to navigate that idea. And here's the reality that I want you to remember when it comes to giving is that we're not after your money. We want to see God have your heart. Do we need finances to have this place run and to to do what God's called? Yes. Are we in it for the money? No, we're in it so that God has your heart. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 21 it says, for where your treasure is, your heart will be. I know a lot of you guys out there, uh, (laughs) I've lived in Arkansas long enough, right? Like, people will talk to me in directions. Do any of you guys do that? Y'all talk about direct, like, you know, like, well, you just go north on 22, and uh, then you're gonna go, you know, you're gonna keep going until you see this, and then you're gonna go south, and then, then you're gonna be over there, and then when you go west, two stop lights, you'll be there. Does anybody talk like that? Like, I, I can't, I get turned around immediately. Like, I, I know no directions. You can use north, south, east, west. I don't know where you're pointing, right? Like, I, I get lost. I'm not a compass guy, okay? Here's the reality, though, is that money, finances, it's very much a compass for our heart. Because where my treasure is now, it says my heart will be. And so, my finances are an indicator of the status of my heart. And I'm here to tell you, church, as a staff, that's what we care about. We care about what's going on on the inside. The third thing, the third area that maybe you, God, would stir your heart today to respond is to serve. To serve, Ser- serving is simply this. It's putting on display the love of God that's at work inside of you. And so, when we get a realization of God's love in our lives, we want to then be able to show it to other people, and we begin to serve those who are around us. Pastor Darren mentioned this verse in Matthew 20. I happen to memorize it in the book of Mark, chapter 10, verse 45, and I, so I want to read it to you again. It says, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. I've, I've talked about this verse many times because I, I'm so struck by the fact that it says, for even the Son of Man. It could have said for the Son of Man, but it says for even, and what they're trying to show us is like, if God can serve other people, so can we. If anybody would have been exempt from it, it would have been God, right? Like, like if anybody was exempt from serving other people, it should have been Jesus. He's God in the flesh, yet even he served, and so therefore, you and I, followers of Christ, we had this responsibility to serve those who are around us. I'm excited. Uh, Tonight, we're going to be closing out uh, another round of Connect. And and Connect is just a great way for people to find their place here at New Life Church. And that's one of the things that we exist to do is to help you find your place, find your purpose, find, uh, like Darren was talking about, what, what what stirs your heart to be able then to move into action? What is that thing that God stirs up inside of you when you see it? That's what we want to help you do there's going to be a a connect in October. There's a connect in November. And and when I was thinking about this, I was thinking it's like, it's four hours total. Okay. Over two Sundays, but it can have an impact that lasts for eternity. Okay. I know it's a commitment on the front end, but is it not worth the fruit that comes after it? And, And as I was writing that, I thought, man, this is like a real preachy thing to say. Like, like I felt like a little weird, like, like, yeah, that sounds like a real preacher thing to say, but, but I was reminded of this. A gentleman who was greeting this morning, his name is Roy Person. There's gonna be a time when Roy goes to heaven and he's gonna be greeted by people he opened the door for, for, people that he actually, there's been times he's pursued people into the parking lot to make sure that they were okay and that they didn't need anything. People that he has served over the years, he's gonna walk into heaven one day and they're gonna say, thank you, Roy. You made a difference in my life because of the way that you served and gave your life. My life was impacted for eternity. There, there are people in this church who serve the homeless population, an underserved group, and many of us never see them when they're serving. Sometimes it happens on Sunday morning when you're, you know, cooking eggs, <laughs> you know, you're trying to get your kids dressed for church, Right? It may happen on a weeknight where you're in a life group, but people are down at the Hope Campus serving a homeless population. Don't get a lot of praise, don't get a lot of glory for doing it, but they're faithful to do it. And one day, those people are gonna walk into heaven and they're gonna see people that they didn't even know they made an impact. They're gonna walk into eternity and somebody's gonna say, thank you. Thank you for making a difference. Thank you for being faithful and committed to serving. Serving, giving our lives for those of, around us, there's no greater calling than that. And the fourth one is this, it's, it's to go. We've talked about this often and I really do believe it, although it's certainly a, an area that I think we're growing as a church. But we want to be a church that is ascending church. We want to equip you and resource you to be able to go into your workplaces and go into your schools and, and maybe go into your family and be able to make a difference for the kingdom of God. We also want to be a place that sends people out to plant churches. We, we want to be a church that sends people out for short-term and long-term missions. We we, we don't want to hoard everything in here, although I, we love you guys being here. <laughs> we also want to be able to see people just stirred up to do what God wants them to do, so much so that they would will be willing to go wherever God calls them to be. You're, you're actually going to hear here in a minute, Brandon's going to tell you about our, our next uh, mission trip opportunity that's coming up next year. Uh, we finally get an opportunity to go to back to Peru. I'm so excited. Uh, honestly, life-changing trip for me. Uh, it, it's, it's easy to hear updates and you can see stuff on the screens. We walked into this village and there's a banner that says New Life Church, welcome and thank you. It's People from other villages around had come in to, to welcome us. They gave Marcus like a whole thing of like bananas, <laughs> you know, like they just brought this gift to him. And, and I got the opportunity to watch a kid go up to a water well that we, New Life Church in Fort Smith, we were able to put in this village. And I watched this kid get under there and he got a clean glass of water. And he was smiling and it was just beautiful to get to witness. And it, we wanna tell you about all of those things as often as we can, but it just, it hits different when you're there. It, it, it just doesn't, it, it does something on the inside of you to go somewhere and to see God at work in a place that is totally different than our home. And so whether it's pray, maybe it's to give, maybe it's serve, maybe it's go, my prayer this entire week has been that each and every one of us, that we wouldn't let this opportunity pass, but that we would respond.